Hello, I'm Stuart Hardy with All In Sports Outreach. Excited about another episode of our podcast. Again, we started these podcasts to highlight local stories of both faith and sports. So thank you to everybody who has been listening to our previous episodes, downloading, subscribing, sharing with, sharing with family and friends. And today I'm excited to be joined by my friend Adrian Holloway. Adrian is currently the athletic director and head baseball coach at Selma University. I've known Adrian for... About three years now, we met um, through a phone conversation as we were launching All In Sports Outreach um, in 2015, and I've it's been exciting to watch him grow and his leadership, uh, leading a nationally ranked baseball program, and then recently taking on athletic director and also seeing his faith grow. So, um, Adrian, thanks for joining today. Oh yeah, man, no problem, my pleasure. Good deal. Well, let's start with, uh, let's tell our listeners a little bit about you. So just talk about um, what growing up in Selma, a little bit about your family and what it was like growing up in Selma. Uh, well, you know, growing up in Selma, you know, back in my time growing up, man, was, was great. You know, uh, it was a thriving small city. Um, you know, lots to do, lots of fun, actually. Uh, you know, so we, 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 as kids, man, we really enjoyed growing up in Selma. Uh, you know, had a bunch of friends, you know, I grew up with, like, I'm, I'm an only child uh, growing up. You know, I, I have a half-sister um, by my father, but uh, I was pretty much raised with my mom, you know, as the only child. So I had a lot of friends that I grew up with, you know, like brothers, you know, since I didn't have any brothers. You know, I grew up with a bunch of buddies of mine that were like brothers. We spent a lot of time together playing ball and, you know, hanging out, just doing fun stuff around the city, you know, and. We actually had a great childhood growing up here in Selma. And it's part of one of my reasons for coming back to Selma because, uh, you know, Selma molded me into the man I am today. Yeah. You know, without, without some of the experiences I had growing up in Selma, some of the people and influences, you know, this city is full of great people. And uh, we, were, we were blessed to have great coaches growing up, uh, great mentors at, at church, uh, great great community leaders, you know, um, you know, this is a city of, uh, of activists and, uh, you know, community activists and leaders, you know, since, since this city began and, you know, just growing up in that and all this history, you know, really shaped me into the leader that I am today. So growing up in Selma was great, man. I, I loved it. You know, uh, I enjoyed every minute of it, man. I always tell people wherever I go, you know, Hey, I'm from Selma. I'm proud to be from Selma. You know, I, I have a, deep sincere love for Selma that's awesome and your dad's a pastor right yes, yes what, my dad is a pastor what church I pastor New Salem Baptist Church in Jones Alabama right outside of Selma what's it like uh growing up as a you already mentioned you're an only child what's it like growing up with the as a pastor's kid uh you know it was I think I had a regular childhood <laughs> you know but yeah. uh it was some pressure, you know what I mean? You know, you, you know, you're expected to conduct yourself in a certain manner, right. you know, uh, and then everybody knows your parents, you know, so, you know, you kind of, you know, you, you couldn't get by with certain things that other kids would do, you know, because, you know, like I said, I, I could be out somewhere and, you know, it's, a, it's almost a guarantee that somebody around knows your parents. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, you know, <laughs> you know, you just, you have to be on your best behavior, you know what I'm saying, and represent the body of Christ at all times, you know. And I learned that from a young age, being a, 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 a preacher's kid, you know what I'm saying, you're not just representing yourself, you're representing, you know, yourself, your family, 
and most importantly, the body of Christ. And so, you know, you have to conduct yourself in a certain manner, you know. Yeah. But but it was it was great growing up as a as a as a preacher's kid. You know, I mean, I I learned about God at a, at an early age, and you know, uh, you know, learned the importance of of prayer, and uh, and and basically just living right. You know, and you know, like I said, having a preacher for a dad. You know, you get a sermon every day, twenty four seven. You know, so but those sermons go a long way, man. You know, a lot of stuff that my dad talked to me about as a kid you know, has stuck with me now throughout adulthood and, uh, you know, a lot of problems and issues that certain kids encounter in life and, you know, in their, in their young adult life, you know, fortunately I was blessed enough not to encounter some of those problems just because of the, the, the knowledge that was, was instilled, instilled in me at a young age. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, you mentioned um, in the first question about your childhood, you mentioned playing ball. Um, how old were you when you started playing baseball? Uh, I was actually seven when I started playing organized baseball because back then they didn't uh, have a league. The league didn't start until you were seven years old. They had a seven, eight-year-old league then. It wasn't a five- and six-year-old like they have now. So right. I, had to, I had to wait till I was seven to play baseball. What other sports did you play? Uh, I played I played everything. I played football, basketball, and I also played soccer. Wow, Okay. You don't meet many people in Selma your age that can say they played soccer, right? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> I know it's getting bigger now, but uh, you're just, you know, people your my age is very few that can say they played soccer. That's good. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so you you played baseball at Selma High, right? Right. Okay. So talk to us a little bit about playing at Selma High because there was a time when uh, Selma High was known for baseball. They had a great baseball program. So talk about what it was like being a part of that and, you know, being cr- being recruited in high school and balancing, you know, focusing on high school baseball with, you know, trying to make the decision of where to go next. Yeah. Well, actually, I, I actually went to Selma High with a focus on basketball. Because uh, Selma High was a basketball powerhouse back then. Yeah. And um, so we all went to Selma High uh, to play basketball, really. You know, and it was just such a sense of school pride back then for Selma High. It, it's totally different now. Like, everybody in the city wanted to be a Selma High Saint. That's right. You know, and, um, you know, so it, it felt like a privilege and an honor to wear that blue and gold back then. And so, you know, we were real big on that. Guys took it very serious. Like, guys worked out every day after school, every day. I'm talking about seventh graders, sixth graders. Like, after we left school, we would go to the gym and just work out every day, you know. And uh, just to prepare to go to Selma High. So that's how big and that's how serious it was to be a Saint. But uh, when I got there, you know, of course, I was playing basketball as well. I mean, baseball as well. And uh, and come to find out, the baseball program was, was really good. And, it, you know, actually the baseball program was a little stronger than basketball, you know. But like you just said, didn't get the publicity as basketball. It, exactly, exactly. But the college and the pro scouts knew about it. Right. So, you know, as a ninth grader, man, you know, playing sixth grade baseball, that's the highest level in the state of Alabama at that time. You know, we played some serious baseball. Like, we would play against draft picks every game. And so we were uh, we were ranked in the state. Uh, and so we, every game, I mean, you know, you might look in the stands as a professional baseball scout in the stands. You know, so as a ninth grader, that just, that motivated me so much. Seeing those, all those seniors get baseball scholarships. And, you know, being recruited by 
professional organizations as well. You know, as a ninth grader, that was something that was just really amazing to me, and it really motivated me even more to work hard at my craft and to also, you know, keep my grades up. You know, mm-hmm. make me uh, work a little hard in the class so I can make sure I can get into these colleges that were coming around looking at it. So, you know, the base, base, playing baseball at Sheldon High was a great experience. I tell anybody, man, we had one of the best baseball programs in America um, from, from I'll say, from 97 to 2001. Uh, that was one of the best baseball programs in, in America. And we produced over, in a four-year span, we probably signed over 30 guys, had over 30 guys sign baseball scholarships. Wow. And, you know, and that's still not talked about a lot. Everybody focuses on the guys that have gone on to play basketball or a handful of guys that went on to play Division One um, football. You don't you still don't to this day yeah. don't hear a lot about the baseball. Exactly, man. I had uh, my best friend, Kenzie Williams, um, our senior year, we both were selected to the baseball factory All-American team. Wow. Uh, you know, yeah, you know, now that's a big deal. Now, you know, they, they play the Under Armour Baseball Factory All-American game every year on TV now. Wow. Yeah, I think this past season it was played at Wrigley Field. So, I mean, it's, it's become a big event. And we had two guys from Selma on the same team selected to their All-American team. Like, and we were listed with guys like DJ Upton, uh, David Wright, you know, and those guys are still major league players to this day. I was going to say, those are names that most listeners, if they're a baseball fan, have heard of. That's, oh, absolutely. That's incredible. Yeah, absolutely. We we were listed on the same All American team as those guys there. Two, two kids from Selma, Alabama, at Selma High School. That's awesome. So you go on to play baseball, have a great career at Alabama State there in Montgomery. Um, so when you were getting toward the end of your college career, were you were your sights still set on trying to be a pro baseball player, or did you did you think you would get into coaching like you are today? And kind of what was your what was it like your junior and senior year of college? What were you thinking career-wise? Uh, baseball. I mean, I had no plan to coach ever. You know, I figured I would just, uh, you know, play play professional baseball until I was old and retired and then just live a quiet, you know, nice, peaceful life. Um, but, you know, God works in mysterious ways, and, you know, our plans are not always the plan, mm-hmm. you know. You know, God God already has a plan mapped out for us, and, you know, and it's, it's, it's up to us to align ourselves with God so we can get on that path. Mm-hmm. But so when I finished playing baseball at Alabama State, I went and played independent minor league ball. And I wanted to play independent ball until I, you know, got an offer from a major league team, and, you know, that was, that was my plan. Uh, but I went independent, went to the minors, and, you know, had some – nagging injuries, you know, and and I just felt like, you know, maybe God is trying to tell me something else because I had never been injured in my career, ever. Wow. And so when I started dealing with this shoulder injury, I was like, man, maybe God is trying to tell me something. Maybe my plan is not the plan. So, you know, I just began to pray on things. And at the end of the, my first minor league season, I went back to school and finished my degree because I just felt like God was trying to move me somewhere else other than baseball. And I finished my degree, and um, and when spring training came back around, I went back to play minor league ball. Well, the shoulder started bothering me again, and the first day of uh, spring training, 
felt like I threw my arm out. And so I didn't tell anybody because I didn't want to, you know, you know, at that point, you know, you, you're injured, you're no good. Mm-hmm. So I, I kind of kept it to myself and tried to tough it out and end up getting cut at the end of spring training. And so I was just devastated, man. You know, I just went back to Montgomery and, you know, got a job and started to work. And honestly, I didn't watch baseball. I didn't think about baseball. I didn't want to see a baseball for two years. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so you go so, from baseball being your life to nothing, no baseball at all. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's one thing about sports, though. If, if you play long enough, it's gonna it'll break your heart. You know, that's 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 the only downside of playing sports. You know, if you love it and you you think you're gonna do it forever, at some point you're gonna get that heartbreak and realize you can't do it forever. That's good. And yeah, yeah, you know, but that's why it's very important to have a plan B. Right. And that and that plan B needs to be a degree. And thank God I, uh, you know, I, I stayed on the path and I I I, I, I finished my degree and I had something to fall back on and you know so after that that's when I began to work and I went into the insurance business for a while uh, right after that you know and um, but coaching was never on my mind that's, well, that's so funny. <laughs> so, so I have to ask this next question since coaching was never mind. How'd you end up at Selma University? And you know, and you and I've had this conversation. I probably mentioned it the first time we ever talked. Um, yeah. I didn't know Selma University was even still open in 2015 <laughs> as a school, much less had a nationally ranked baseball <laughs> program. So, how how did you end up there um, as as a baseball coach? And then how does Selma University become you know, a nationally ranked baseball program. Man, uh, I'll tell you. Uh, well, I ended up here, like I said, God. You know, everything is, is God for me. Like, you know, like I said, at a young age, I learned to pray and allow God to lead you, you know, in the way that you should go. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, once my career was over as a player, you know, like I said, I, I prayed a lot and just asked God to lead me. After working in Pelham, Alabama for a while in the insurance business, you know, I ended up moving back to Selma to take a job. And um, and I began to volunteer with the Little League, you know, I coached a couple of Little League teams, and I volunteered at Selma High just helping out the, the team. And that's when I realized that I really had a passion for it. And then the, 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 and I, that I was pretty good at it. So, um, so um, I uh, began to do that. And uh, and I uh, <laughs> and I uh, helped out with those guys and realized that you know I had a passion for it and I wanted to do it full time. Mm-hmm. So once again, I began to pray, you know, to ask God to lead me to a job where I can do baseball full time. And and sure enough, man, He led me to it. Uh, I worked at Selma High full time as an assistant for one season, and then I began to put resumes out here and there, and I, I interviewed at several universities. Um, up in, I, I went to Michigan for an interview, Florida. I had an interview with a high school in California. Uh, I interviewed with a private instruction group in North Carolina that trains pro athletes. And Selma University came along with an offer for a head coaching job. Wow. And I was like, wow, this is, you know, maybe God is trying to tell me something. Because yeah. I just wanted to be an I just wanted to be an assistant. You 
know, I didn't want to be a head coach right off. I just wanted mm-hmm. to get in the door and get my feet wet. Right, yeah, and learn and grow. Yeah, you know, and but God saw fit to do something else. And, you know, I sent a resume to Southern University, and I got a call the next day for an interview. And when I came in and did the interview, they hired me on the spot. The president hired me on the spot. And I was like, wow, God is trying to tell me something. You know, maybe I need to just sit still, be a little more patient. Stay home. And Stay home. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? And see, that's another blessing, too. I look at it, man. You know, there's a lot of guys in this business that's been in this business 20, 30, 40 years, and they've never had the privilege to coach in their hometown. Mm-hmm. They always have to, you know, and this didn't have to travel around to find jobs, you know sometimes far away from home and I just saw it as a blessing to be able to get this experience and you know and get my foot in the door at home you know right. I just felt it was just it was just too much of a blessing to turn down and so that's how I ended up at film university so what's it like recruiting students to come play at film university I know um the last couple times I've been around your team, I've met guys from Georgia, Mississippi, Florida, Puerto Rico, obviously Alabama. So how do you how do you recruit these high-level baseball players to come to a place like Selma and play at Selma University? Well, well, one, first of all, it's hard. It, it, it's hard recruiting kids to Selma University and Selma because, uh, you know, our resources, man. Mm-hmm. You know, here lately, man, you know, you know, this whole city has been scrapped for money. You know, so it's, so it's just not Selma University. It's this whole city, man. We, we're, we're in a financial crisis in this city, you know. And I'm praying that someone will lead us in a direction where we can get out of this, this, this red zone financially. Mm-hmm. But uh, Selma University is struggling as well. You know, we're a very poor university. We don't have a lot. But one thing that I stress to kids, you know, it's very important to be honest. You know, let them know that, hey, we're not your big fancy university that you see around a lot, but come here, you get a good education. You'll be in a family-like environment. It's a Christian university. Um, I'm a coach that's going to work my butt off for you. I'm going to help you do everything you want to accomplish in life, and we're going to win. And that what draws a lot of kids to this program. We win. Right. You're in. You're in, and you're out. We're going to win. We're going to win 25, 27 games a year. You know. And a lot of great ball players, your best ball players want to win. And, you know, so that's what we try to do. We try to just target kids who want to win and, you know, be a part of a, of a family and be a part of something special. And like I said, the recruiting trail is hard. It's tough, especially when you don't have a lot to sell. But, you know, I think I've just I've been really blessed by God to lead me to the right kids in the right places, and, you know, he guides my tongue, man. You know, he, he gives me the right things to say the right way, and, you know, we've been blessed to land some of, some of the best baseball players in small college baseball here. Yeah, absolutely. No, that's good. Yeah, I think you hit on something, just being honest. You know, I think mm-hmm. that's what kids and families want to hear is just somebody's going to be honest that, hey, we don't have the best resources, but – I can get you a, a good education, a family environment, and an opportunity to play winning baseball. So yep. that's very good. So, um, you know, I know there's student athletes, coaches listening. Um, so let's kind of shift to maybe some advice that you would offer them, especially a young student athlete, whether it's middle school, high school, college, that 
you know, is in a, I mean, you know, sports can be a dark world. So um, what advice would you offer them as they seek to live out their faith um, through through sports, you know, because we've, we've talked about it on previous episodes. You know, I've had this conversation. Athletics is a platform that not everybody has, right or wrong. It can be used for good or bad. So what advice would you offer a student athlete or a coach that is really, really striving to live out their faith and use the platform of athletics to be bold for Christ? Number one thing is, man, do not be ashamed of your faith. You know, do not be ashamed. Uh, you know, be yourself. You know, uh, you know, like, for example, um, you know, I talk to kids every day, and I'm not afraid to let them know that I am a Christian and that I choose to do things right mm-hmm. and live and live right. And so, you know, every day, well, at least twice a week, before we start practice, we sit down and we have what we call a uh, uh, real talk. And we just talk about life, you know, before we start touching the ball or anything, we just sit down, you know, we just go around and, you know, and I just try to instill the goodness of the Lord in the guys, you know, mm-hmm. you know, not, not beat nobody over the head with the Bible, you know, just give him real life advice, you mm-hmm. know, try to, try to inform guys on how to pray. Cause a lot of kids you meet now, you know, coming out of high school, they don't even know how to pray. Right, yeah, start with the basics. That's good. Yeah, you know, so we, we try, try to teach them, you know, how to pray, you know, you know, just tell them how to talk to the Lord, man, and, and you know, ask them, you know, instilling them the, the importance of prayer and having a relationship with God and to not be ashamed of, you know, of your faith, you know what I mean? Because, you know, it's important to have a relationship with God, you ain't got to be the most spiritual person in the world, but you need a personal relationship with God to make it through this world. Not just baseball or basketball or football. You need God in everyday life. Mm-hmm. And so we always try to stress that to the kids that we come in contact with here, you know, because I, and I always tell kids, you know, if you're not living right, how do you expect God to bless you on, on the athletic field or on the athletic court? You know, because God wants us, you know, because like I said, sports gives us a unique platform. Mm-hmm. You know, when you become an athlete, especially a good athlete, you get popularity. So that's the platform, you know, to reach people who, you know, like some kids listen to me who wouldn't even, who would never listen to a preacher or who would never listen to that teacher that's trying to tell them something. That's right. But I'm, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So I'm, I'm a coach. And so an athlete might look at me like, you know, I'm the best thing since sliced bread, you know. So things that I say, they'll take in. They'll receive better coming from just, your, you know, the average Joe. Oh, and absolutely. So pla- yeah, so that platform, you know, gives us a unique, uh, gives us unique power, man, to, to influence lives, whether it's negative or positive. Mm-hmm. And so I know God has given me this platform to impact kids in a positive manner. So I make it my business, and, you know, I encourage any other coaches and any other athletes that are listening to this to use this platform, man, to build, to build people, you know. Uh, share the word of God. Do not be afraid. I know some schools frown upon, you know, prayer in the classroom or whatever, but, hey, we're not in the classroom, brother. We're outside. You're on those fields. You're in that gym. You're on the uh, – 
you know, in the locker room, you know, that is a time where you can develop a true intimate relationship with your players. And when I say intimate, I mean close knit, mm-hmm. you know, trustworthy, you know, uh, because those kids are going to have to, you know, go to bat for you. You know what I mean? Like, you know, as a coach, man, some kids will run through a wall for you if you tell them to. So why not tell them about the goodness of the Lord and give them some advice that they can take with them for the rest of their life, even when they can't play ball no more? That's very good. Very good. So um, you've served on our board um, in the Selma area for almost two years now. So why, why were you interested in – being a part of the leadership of All In Sports Outreach. I mean, why why was it important for you to to take this step, not just to volunteer your time, but to serve in leadership? Uh, because my heart is really set on helping the young community any way I can. Mm-hmm. And with my expertise on the sports side, I felt like, you know, all-in sports outreach ministry was a great platform for me to be able to reach young people and, you know, and, and to use sports to kind of open them up more to God and the Word of God. And I also like the fact that uh, the work that you guys were doing and the group you guys had together, mm-hmm. you know, uh, the group you had to, you guys have together is, uh, like I said, Selma. Selma is a poverty-stricken. We've had our struggles with violence and, you know, crime and stuff like that to be a small city, you know. And Selma has had a a problem with race relations. Mm. And I admired you guys for the work you did uh, because you guys – didn't have to do what you were doing in the areas that you were doing them in, you know, because this is how I looked at it, you know, and just you had a group of Caucasian males that were, you know, sincerely, wholeheartedly ministering and trying to save the souls of predominantly black poverty-stricken communities. Wow. And I... You know, I was like, man, this is what Selma needs. So I'm like, of course I'll join that that, that organization and, and serve in leadership because this is what we need. You know, this this city needs to come together now more than ever. And I just admired you guys so much for just even having the courage to even attempt to, to, to reach those communities, man. Because like I said, you guys don't have to, you know what I mean? You know, and, you know, like you go certain places, man, you, you, you see cities that are just so divided racially. And I just think all in sports outreach just represents what Selma can be and what Selma will be, you know, in the future. You know, a, a, a beautifully blended city uh, that's racially, economically you know, socially. And, you know, I, I just had tremendous respect for you guys for what you did. And I, I just knew I, you know, it was, it was God sent, you know, God sent you guys to invite me to this organization, you know, and, and also it helped me walk into my calling 
you know, because God has been, has put a calling on my life. And, you know, just seeking him and trying to find that purpose, man, you know, you guys kind of helped me out in that process as well. Wow. That's that, you know what, you really hit on the heartbeat of why we started the organization because, you know, you talked about there's so much division out there and we all know that sports is probably one of the very few things that can unite anybody across Mm -hmm. racial, economic, doesn't matter. Um, Your background, your race, your career, how much money you make, sports unites. And and we just felt that – you know, sports is the way to bring people together and then also take that a step further and use that platform of sports to then share the gospel because we know that the answer to all the issues that we talk about, the answer is the gospel. The answer is Jesus. And, Absolutely. And there's no other way we feel like to really do that except through sports. And so... Man, you you really hit on the heartbeat of the whole organization. I appreciate you saying that, man. That's good. And, you know, before we get to the last question, there's one more thing I want to mention. You haven't mentioned it because you're a humble guy, but Adrian has been blessed in leadership positions, especially for a young guy. Um, In Selma, he's recently been recognized as one of the uh, top 40 leaders in Selma under the age of 40. And then just what last month or so, a very similar recognition at your alma mater of Alabama State. I think it was top 50 under 50. So um, we're proud of you, you know, a great leader. And God is continuing to to bless you and to to actually give you a bigger platform. So we appreciate your boldness and and leadership in that. So the last question is one that we've asked everybody so far that's been on the podcast is – about being all in, and you've kind of hit on some of this already, but, you know, that's the organization, All In Sports Outreach, and, you know, a lot of sports teams, Auburn's used it, Clemson, Baylor basketball have used that that slogan, All In, and when we go to every every camp we do, every event that we do, we talk to kids about being all in uh, 100%, not just um, athletically, but spiritually at home in the classroom so what does it mean to you to be all in and then and then what does it mean to be all in in your walk with christ uh being all in to me just simply you know it's it's really self-explanatory being all in all the way involved um you know that means your thought process you know your heart you know everything you know what i'm saying your actions you know being being all the way bought in to whatever it is you're doing uh like if i, if I want a kid to be all in to my baseball program that means he's going to show up every day on time to all my workouts all my practices all my games yeah and go to and go to class and that's get the great. academic side also you know so that's what i would say all in is you know just being all the way involved and totally committed you know your heart and soul and being all in for Christ is basically the same thing. You know, uh, uh, you want to give him your time. You want to, you know, let him know you appreciate him. You know, let him, let God know you love him. And, you know, even even when times are hard, I still tell God thank you. You know, mm-hmm. you know, even like some nights before I go to bed, I just say, Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for everything you've done for me, everything you're going to do for me. 
and I and I hadn't even done anything at the time. You know, nothing's even happened at the time. You know, but you know, just like I said, you know, even when you're struggling, just tell God thank you because He's about to do something great in your life. Mm, you know, that's good. So go ahead and yeah, go ahead and thank Him in advance. You know what I'm saying? Being being all in for Christ is simply living every day for Christ. Absolutely. Uh, all in. It's just, just that simple. Every day you live for Christ. Everything you do, uh, the way you act, the way you treat people, most important, you know, uh, you, you know, just being being all in for Christ, all all the way bought in, all the way involved. Yeah, that's good. Well, I know you're uh, you got a lot going on. You got practice to get to. So I just want to thank you for joining me today. I mean, I've heard you share your story a number of times, but. Every time I hear it, I'm always encouraged, so thank you. And just know that we pray for you often. Um, and if you're listening in Selma, I encourage you to look up the Selma University baseball program and this next spring. Get out there and support these young men. They they need the community to to rally around them, to support them, and you will see winning baseball. So uh, I encourage you to, to do that. Um, and, uh, and just thank you for listening to us today um as as always we love to hear from you you can stay in touch with us if you're a facebook user just go to all in sports outreach or non-facebook users just go to our website www.allinsportsoutreach.org again thank you for listening and until the next episode be all in